I was just such a different person at that time. I was so timid and I was so susceptible to like what people said, you know, and how they thought of me that I immediately would try to like change things about myself. But now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I really don't care what people think. Like my armpits are so outgrown right now. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna um I think I'm gonna bleach them and dye them pink. That's I mean, amazing. Right? That's amazing. But the slide in that pussy is a homicide. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we share our worst hookup or dating experiences. I'm Demi Wilde, your resident sexual deviant, and today I've got a very special guest deviant. Uh, she is my very good friend from college, Sayida Gazanfar. Hello. Hello, Hi. Demi. Hi, how <laughs> are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. It's um, been a long up, time. I know. When was the last time we saw each other? Like college. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was oh, after. It was, it was the faint concert. It was the faint concert, yeah. At the, at the Roxy. At the Roxy, where we got so drunk. Fun. Drunk. Uh, we took um, some Molly. We stole, <laughs> we stole a pizza. Wait, we stole a pizza? <laughs> I stole a pizza. <laughs> I have no recollection of this. Do you don't remember this? And then I went home with a, with a Swede. Yeah, oh. with one arm. With one arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did not notice at all <laughs> until we got to the hotel room. And I said, oh, well, we're here. So. Well, OK, so this is probably another story to have. But um, <laughs> I completely forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> so like you, you didn't even realize that the guy had one arm. No. Um, did, he did... was hot and had like the hottest accent too so <laughs> i think i was just like tunnel vision um and i was like yeah looking for a good time did, did he know how to use the arm <laughs> oh yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> and the pizza yeah, you don't remember the pleasant. pizza oh gosh i i mean it sounds familiar but i okay, can't I, recall i think this is when we went into like the rainbow room and we like mm -hmm. left just afterwards because we were just like wanted to go like check it out and we left and we were like smoking a cigarette oh, outside yeah. and i said what is this box here and i opened it up oh, there's a whole ass pizza. pizza okay yes i remember also yeah. we took the cutest photos that night of us sharing a lighter to light our cigarettes and i just i, know. I still cherish those memories i know me too <laughs> so it's good times. and when you were my editor oh so cute I, know. I miss you so much. It's, I miss I, you. So you're in San Diego. -ish. Yes. Yeah. Ish. I'm like back now preparing for a move abroad. So yeah, super yeah. excited. You just told me you're going to uh, Chile to teach English. I sure am. Yes. I'm terrified, excited. <laughs> How did this opportunity come up to you? So I always have wanted to like go abroad. Um, 
I've never actually left the country. I didn't even have a passport until last October. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm just, I'm doing nothing. Like, I mean, I, I finished school. I graduated Congrats. finally. It's thank you so much. It's has, it's been a long journey, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I finally graduated, um, in literature and writing and I was like, okay, well I have my bachelor's now, so I might as well go do something with it. And, um, teaching abroad just kind of like popped in my head. I've always wanted to teach. I've always wanted to travel. So it kind of works out perfectly. Yeah, but, completely. Yeah. So I started I mean, looking for jobs and I got one. I, I always like hearken back to the days of like we were working in like the journalism lab mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you're definitely like one of those talented writers like that we have out there, but it also just comes from the fact that like you read so much and you read such like interesting books and yes, I am an avid reader for sure. Yeah. When did, um, so what are some of your favorite books by the way? Ooh. Okay. So I am definitely a Vonnegut buff. He is my all-time favorite. So I remember reading like Slaughterhouse Five in the, in my high school library, and then just like falling in love with him and just deep diving into his books. Um, but Sirens of Titan is probably my favorite of his. Um, Titan's a really Titan, yeah. mm-hmm. It's like kind of sci-fi-ish, very, um, sarcastic, like just, uh, just so good slapstick. Um, Oh, slapstick is another good one as well. <laughs> uh, let's see. I love Chuck Palahniuk, like um, rant and choke. Um, let's see. God, there's so many. There's we so are many. spirit animals, like because these are literally like this is my bookshelf right down here. Is yeah, I can only go <laughs> for some Bukowski, some some grungy LA. I've just poetry. been reading some Bukowski. Oh hell yeah. And yeah. that's honestly like a lot of my writing is really like inspired by Bukowski. And it's um, it's like dirty and like raw and just like just grungy and grimy. You know what I yeah, mean? Completely. Which I feel like is not completely me. Like it's maybe a little bit opposite of me, but I can get down and dirty sometimes. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know something really funny. So you know the book that I just wrote, uh, uh, "All Was Nothing in the Time of Champions." Mm-hmm. So that title of that book, that whole like long form poem that I wrote was in reference to a dream that I had had. And I had no idea where this fucking phrase came from. It made no sense. It was like me trying to figure out where this like whole damn thing came from. And there was a a part in a Vonnegut book that I had just kind of like come across again. And it said, everything is nothing with a twist. And it had that little like everything is nothing it's a it's a circle but then with a twist you twist it and it's the infinity symbol so cute and i said wait a second all was nothing in the time of champions i put those two phrases together i put breakfast of champions in i love that yes i was just gonna say and i was like wait a second i found out where this is came from it's it's from this vonnegut book oh my god (laughs) oh my gosh i love that it took like years for me to figure it out i was like wait a second Oh, the mystery is solved. <laughs> That's so crazy. I feel like it always comes full circle, though. That's the, yeah, the beauty yeah. of life. <laughs> Completely. Um, so are you single? No, I'm not, actually. Right. You have a boyfriend, huh? Well, we just got back together. Um, oh. Yeah, we were broken up for, for a couple months. 
So yeah, we just got back together and we're doing great. I mean, we were in like weird spaces at that point in our life. Um, but it just, it feels, it feels different now. It feels like we've, we've both grown, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, did COVID have anything least, to do with it? Oh, like, totally. were you guys like living together? Yeah, completely. So what we first started dating, um, maybe a couple months after that COVID hit. And so I quarantined with him. Um, we weren't living together at the time, but I quarantined with him. I was basically with him all the time, 24 seven. And then, um, we were obviously kind of sick of each other and it was such a new relationship that like, it wasn't so established that we knew each other's like, you know, bad habits and like the ins and outs of like each other. So, um, that kind of took its toll. And then we like broke up and then got back together. And then um, we decided that I was gonna move in and then I moved in and that didn't work out. <laughs> um, so then that was the last time we broke up. And now I'm uh, back here hoping for it to work out because I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> oh yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, when did, can we talk about that like a little bit like you know like, obviously like COVID had a lot of things to do with like people's relationships it kind of accelerated them it kind of like changed them in certain ways right. like what did you do coming back into the relationship that you really communicated to them to him that you wanted to do differently this time well I think um I'm kind of a control freak and it's for sure because of my upbringing. And that's how my mom was with me. And so I felt like I was like maybe micromanaging things that he did. Mm. And so I came in with the, like with the idea that I was not gonna do that anymore and that he's a grown man and that he can figure out his own shit. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And it's like, yeah. I'm not gonna put every single little part of me like into it. Um, Cause I've found that that just, that just doesn't work. You know, I have to like take care of my own shit. So I came in with a sense of like independence because I'm often very codependent. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I can just stay true to myself and like be independent, then I think that that's kind of what's, what feels different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, same with him. Like he, he's been a lot more like communicative, which has been like a huge problem. Um, and he's just like making so much effort, like putting his best foot forward and like, it just feels, it feels different. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy. Like I feel really happy, and, but it's just like, it's weird telling my friends and telling my parents and stuff and like my family that like, oh, we're back together, you know, cause there's, there's always that like, well, okay, well, oh, really now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I just feel like I'm kind of trying to like shut those voices out and just do what the fuck I want to do. You know what I mean? I and like it. not care so much about what people think. And again, that's another part of my upbringing that like I care way too much about what people think. And so throwing that out the window is kind of, oh, it's just like a, it's a relief. You know what I mean? And a release. It's just like, I don't care what you guys say. I'm going to do what makes me happy, which is kind of the same thing about this move. You know, I'm like, a lot of people are like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, why don't you just stay here and get a job here? And I'm like, I'm not doing it for the job. I'm doing it for the experience, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Speaking of, how is the relationship going to work when you are in a different country? So actually, we're talking about him coming with me. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's only going to be for like a year. So um, he works remote anyways. So I feel like it'd be pretty, pretty amazing and be something remote. that we could experience together. Yeah, he works remote for like an education company. So um, okay. he's he's just working from home anyway. So it's like, why don't you just work from Chile? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I know, right? It's still more or less the same uh, same time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the company's out in New York. And so I feel like it might even be maybe like a shorter time frame. I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm still figuring out the time zones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Chile. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be like either like the three hours or whatever, like just Northern, like Northern America is, but it's going to be just South of the equator. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, so I was originally thinking of like maybe Thailand or some sort of like a, an East Asian country, but it's like, fuck, that's so far. And I want to take my cat with me. So it's like, do I really want to bring her on a 22-hour plane ride? No, I'm good. I'll take the 10 hours. <laughs> exactly. See, I had actually, I wanted to go on a on a Thailand trip this year too myself. I've been planning it for a while. I don't think it's going to happen this year, unfortunately. Uh, finances have kind of changed as of recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's but, go next year then. But very, very soon, very soon. Yes. Um, well, cool. So did you want to get into your story? Shall we spill the tea? Oh, God. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> it. <laughs> um, okay, so my hookup horror story is actually about me losing my V card. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so so most of my life my sexuality has been very repressed um mostly because of the you know my family's background and they're being like super religious um so i waited for a while which i well i thought it was a while i didn't lose my virginity until i was 18. and so i was like wow i've waited a while um a lot of the people that i knew lost it at like 13 14 15 and then at this point pretty much all of my girlfriends had lost it and so i was just like okay well let's just kind of get this over with <laughs> so um i started seeing this kid basically he was like a year younger than me so i was 18 he was 17 and um we we would like go to these like weird creepy places in like apple valley like <laughs> hospital hill so it's like this like abandoned house and we just like make out all over this abandoned house like it was super fucking weird um and he'd like drive his like off-roading truck like down this hill literally down this hill and i was like terrified the entire time i thought we we're gonna fucking flip over or something but basically he was very unlike my type and like not someone that i would really go for yeah. but um I don't know. It just sort of happened. And we also went to like a party where we did salvia. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. Oh my God. So, yeah, that was a, that was a little weird. Um, but anyway, so we had been hanging out for like maybe a, a week or so and his parents were out of town. And so he's like, you want to come over? And I'm like, oh shit, this is it. Like, this is the time. So we started watching Dazed and Confused and I go, oh, I love pink. And he goes, the musician? And I'm like, 
the fuck are you talking about? Have you even seen this movie? And so from the from the beginning, I was like, oh man, I don't think I want to do this. But yeah. <laughs> I just was like, maybe I just should and just get it over with. But the whole time I was for sure like really reserved about it. But anyway, so we move into the bedroom and uh, oh my goodness. So he pulls my pants down, takes my underwear off and he says, oh my god it's a beast down there oh no <laughs> i know i know what an I asshole was mortified. <laughs> i was mortified i was like what the fuck dude but i was so timid and just so shy and like reserved that i didn't say anything about it and then like it happened and it was over with within like two seconds you know and then um he <laughs> this is how inexperienced i was he wanted to do like doggy style uh-huh and so he like turned me around and i thought that he was gonna stick it in my butt and i was like <laughs> no we're not doing that <laughs> It's not going there. <laughs> it's not going in there. I didn't know that you could do doggy style and still stick a P in the V. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so he, that was that. He drove me home and, oh no, first he like, oh my God, I forgot. This is the worst fucking part. I had hickeys all over my neck, literally all over. Oh, it no. looked like I had a fucking rash or something. Um, and I get home and my mom's like, what is that? What's on your neck? And I'm like, oh, I, I burnt myself with a curling iron. <laughs> All over your neck. <laughs> <laughs> so like she obviously knew that that was a fucking lie. But um, she still liked to think of me as her little virgin princess. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until I was like up until i was like 27 she thought that i was still a virgin what yeah i know it's insane oh my God. and then even with that i had to be like yeah no i've only had sex one time <laughs> so like sneaking around and going into like the abandoned buildings and stuff this this yeah. really like brings me back to like times when you know in our teenage years when you didn't have anywhere to go, you know, exactly. <laughs> so you just find anywhere to go, <laughs> a park, you know, um, I remember one time I gave somebody a hand job. Uh, it was like, if you, if you hop a fence, there was like a, like an aqueduct back there, like down in like Riverside. <laughs> so there was like an aqueduct that we were just like hanging out at. I just like jerk somebody off back there. Oh yeah. But like abandoned buildings and stuff like this is, just, I think this is like a very like Southern California thing where like we just kind of like wherever it is but it's always like something's really weird yeah maybe because like there aren't very many basements like in southern california or california in general i guess because yeah. i feel like people maybe from like the midwest or like wherever back east like they had their little like their friends basements that they could hang out in but we had like garages that like we would just get drunk in but mm -hmm. we, like we didn't have like places to go so we'd go to like parks or the back of cars like oh my god i can't tell you how many times i've had sex in the back of a car oh yeah like that's times. the only place we could go you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and then like like i remember there was this one time where i was i don't know what oh i think it was like the first date 
um, with my boyfriend at the time. I was like 21, he was like 31. And um, so we, I can't even remember where we parked, but we were just completely naked in the back seat. And then like two cops rolled up and like flashlights and I'm just, oh my God, freaked out. I'm like covering myself. Like, can you not look? Can you turn around so I could put my fucking shirt back on? And um, luckily they were cool about it. But he did look like a lot older than me. So oh <laughs> maybe like in retrospect, they should have been like, how old are you to me? Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't, obviously. So, well, OK. And and so what happened when, you know, he pulls down the pants and he's like, oh, my God, it's a it's a bush. Like, what do I do? Like he said, it's a beast down there. It's a beast down there. Mm-hmm. Like what happened there? I was just like mortified because I mean, I didn't know anything about sex. I didn't like I barely I, I've never had shaved like down there or done any sort of like maintenance or anything. You know what I mean? And so it's fine, which is fine, <laughs> which is totally fine. Exactly. And so I think after that, I was obsessed with like grooming and like making sure that like I never like have completely shaved down there, but um, I just made sure that I was like trimmed up and it didn't look unruly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I was just such a different person at that time. I was so timid and I was so susceptible to like what people said, you know, mm-hmm. and how they thought of me that I immediately would try to like change things about myself. But now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I really don't care what people think. Like. My armpits are so outgrown right now, (laughs) but I think I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to bleach them and dye them pink. That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. (laughs) I'll tell you how that goes. Um, I just, I don't want to like burn them off, but (laughs) I have to do it like in, in the safe way, but I just feel like I'm taking back my, my hair, like my body hair, you know, and like growing up Middle Eastern. Well, first of all, I was actually very lucky to have minimal body hair. Um, and I can't imagine like the Middle Eastern girls who are like extra hairy and how they feel about it. And then you yeah. see like Kim Kardashian, who's like basically like lasered off all of her hair. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. body hair is just something that's not, it's just, it's not tolerated, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, there's such an expectation between men and women that, it's it's just always like a woman's always ex like ex ex supposed to look like that and but yeah. it's it's so not not the real like no hair whatsoever. It's I think really I think guys should have like no body hair. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about okay? How do you feel about chest hair? If if it's a little bit okay, um, if it's like a bunch, it's kind of like. I'm not I'm not a huge like body hair fan in general so like this is a little bit but like if it's uh if it's okay like I I'm I'm very hairy myself but I shave everything do you really yeah I shave everything oh I did not know that yeah um my wife you're not very hairy very hairy at the moment I I I haven't quite gotten there yet but yeah (laughs) Everywhere on my body is like very, very hairy. I'm like an otter. And <laughs> <laughs> what and what the gays call an otter. Oh, is that what it is? Otter? 
otter yeah twinks <laughs> are the ones with like with no body hair but then like the skinny guys with the hair is otters <laughs> and then there's bears who are a little like extra hairy or just like extra hairy big guys <laughs> yeah see this is the lingo that i need to learn yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean like other than that like what would you say to, to someone that goes through like the same experience that um for their first time and and someone says something like that to them i would say to stand up for yourself you know like don't let anybody make you feel uncomfortable and then like continue in an act of like intimacy with them you know what i mean like yeah, take I mean. a break take a pause just take a minute to kind of think it over because i think that if i had if i had registered what he said you know i'm mortified today but i should have been mortified then and i don't know maybe stopped it or said something like hey that's a fucking dick thing to say yeah <laughs> Uh, can you take me home? Thank you. <laughs> hey, shithead, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about years? Let me see years. <laughs> what kind of jungle do you got going down there, huh? It's like, yeah, mine's all lasered off, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would not surprise me these days. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've also been thinking about, I mean, not that it's a big, well, actually, I guess it's bridesmaids that made me consider bleaching my asshole. She goes, and I love my new bleached asshole. <laughs> have you seen Bridesmaids? I have. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. I think I just kind of want to bleach certain parts of my body and just make them a different color so that they're even more noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> like pink asshole. Well, it's already pink. How about blue? <laughs> I, should, I should bleach my chest here then. Oh, my God. In solidarity. Yes. My yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> you imagine just a bleach mustache. Actually, I'd be super into it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll have a bleaching party Completely. and highlight our hair, our unruly hairs. <laughs> it's a pink beast. Well, Sayuda, this has been amazing to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're I have miss a you so much. I, I, you too. <laughs> Where can our, our listeners find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram at Wrapped Up in Books. Um, I'm kind of in between websites right now for my writing, but um, I do have some writing stuff on Instagram, so you can check it out there. Or if not, just DM me, and I'm always willing to share my writing with people. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, it will be. It has been lovely. I hope to talk to you soon. I hope so too. Love you. Too. Bye. Bye. Be sure to check out the episode description for our guest social media links for more information on this show or to read my blog, So Kapoor Stories and A Deviant's Guide to Sex. Or if you're interested in receiving a personal tarot reading from me, visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional. <laughs>